Hello, hello. We are live and super crooked on Facebook, but that's okay. Look at my hair. Live on Facebook and live on Instagram. Oh no, we're live everywhere. Look at my hair. It looks so awful on Facebook. It looks pretty fine on Instagram. Okay. Welcome, welcome, welcome yes. to the real Fawfiant of New Jersey. We are uh, post-Super Bowl Sunday. We're in that... Can't believe it. We're in that time where it's just like, what do we do with our lives? You know, <laughs> like no one knows what to do. But welcome. This is episode 97. We are just inching closer yes, to that 100th episode. Inching, inching closer. I honestly, I just, I can't believe it. You know, two I years, know. 100 episodes. We are just killing it time flies time flies when you're having fun you know yes. you know you know you know i am repping my um eli manning jersey today oh, i finally so got good. it in the mail um if uh, you know those of you who don't know i said i would i would get eli when he retired and you know obviously that sad sad day yeah. has come but it's a good good day for me because i finally have a jersey i've been in this like flux of like i don't have a jersey and what am i gonna Tucker's do in our oh, facebook shot there he is tuck say hello to the world <laughs> oh he popped up all right so let's get into it we are talking football and housewives as we do every single episode so we're gonna go into it get into it we pulled you guys this week uh big three poll questions for you so we'll go ahead and right get into it so do you think tom brady will be a patriot next season I'm a little surprised with the the results, actually. So uh, not really. Seventy nine percent of you said yes. Yeah, I'm not surprised because I'm in the hardcore majority mm -hmm. here. Um, I think this is just gonna kind of almost get to be an annoying off-season oh, yeah. topic mm -hmm. where okay. we have to hear every single day about who's going to aggressively pursue Tom Brady. Right. And the reason I think it's annoying is because at the end of the day, I truly do not see him being anything but a New England Patriot. Yeah. Um. So we we did vote on it as well. So I did I did say yes, I think he will be, but right. I think I thought it was gonna be more I thought our audience was gonna be more mixed. Because yeah. there's those rumors out there, <laughs> like he moved his kids to a school in Nashville, like I don't know. Like to me, that's like pretty. I haven't heard that one. So. Oh yeah, apparently his kids are like going to school in Nashville now. So it's like well, listen, he's not going to be the Tennessee Titans quarterback, I don't believe, but um, I did see something before our show, an insider close to the Patriots, saying that Tom Brady isn't going to expect a ridiculous amount of money. It's no. more so that if he's going to be a New England Patriot, the requirement is that they bring him weapons. He yeah. needs more receivers, which is why in our like extreme, you know, predictions for the 2020 season, I did believe that the Patriots were yeah. going to try and get mm -hmm. Odell Beckham Jr. on right. that team. So we'll see what happens. But definitely, I think that would be Brady's only complaint about being with the Patriots is that they have not been putting weapons around him and he can only do so much. I think that's fair. All right, question number two. Who would you rather have as your franchise quarterback, Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson? 89% of you went with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and I'm not surprised there either. Yeah. Obviously, I think coming off the Super Bowl, maybe yeah. that has a little bit of an influence. Kids did a great job, and that's what yeah. I mean. I personally went with Patrick Mahomes. They so. definitely have similar styles. So mm -hmm. for me, what it comes down to is... I mean, you're a quarterback. I care more if you can run. I mean, if you can throw rather than run. And I do believe that Patrick Mahomes is a way better passer than yeah. Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. Fair, fair. All right. And our third one, do you want to see Carolyn Manzo return to Real Housewives in New Jersey? What'd they say? 79% of you said yes. Yeah. So we had overwhelming majorities on all three of these mm -hmm. questions. And honestly, this was one that I went back and forth on, but I did say yes. I said yes. I, I've been wanting her back. I feel like the ladies have been getting in such stupid fights lately. And I feel like she was always the one to just like put her foot down, no matter if she agreed with the situation yeah. or disagreed. And everyone kind of listened to her. And it was just like, I think we need some strong woman to come in, you okay. know, because it was Dolores, I feel for a while, but now she's kind of like, Oh my God, you know, yeah. taking a, a back seat from being a little bit of authoritative, but I don't know. So I, I think the only reason I'm a devil's advocate and I kind of went back and forth on this is because I'm a fan of Caroline. So it has nothing to do with yeah. that. Um, so if it was announced that she was coming back, would I be excited? Yes, I would. And that's why I ended up saying, mm -hmm. yes. 
yes. But the reason I would have said no is just because I do feel like New Jersey has been the strongest franchise for like the last two seasons across yeah. the Housewives mm-hmm. board. And I feel because it's a, a good dynamic with that group. And I feel like Caroline is like, the old group and now this yeah. is like the new group mm-hmm. and I don't know how she'd fit into that and because they're doing so well it's like if it's not broke don't fix it so right. that would be my only thing of maybe saying no she shouldn't come back fair Alrighty, and we want to give two birthday shout outs. So on February 4th, we said happy to happy birthday to two important men in our lives. Well, they, we wish they were like literally in, in our, our lives. lives. <laughs> they uh they told us that we couldn't bring housewives and football together, but here we're doing it again. February 4th birthdays, you have Andy Cohen's son who turned one yes. and New York Giants legend LT, Mr. Lawrence Taylor. Um, he turned 61. He's only 61. I feel like he was a lot older than that. No, that's probably what I would yeah. have guessed. He's younger than I think. I feel like I thought he was older than my parents. Yeah, but that's that's 60 years apart between a legend and a legend to be. So happy birthday to Ben. Happy Heroes birthday to LT. Legends never die. I yeah. agree quote from the sandlot because it is true so happy birthday birthday to you guys hope it was a blast we love you yes 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 so let's get into our big stories of the week in the football world obviously you guys know that we are going to be talking about super bowl 54 Mm -hmm. our thoughts the commercials what did we love what did we hate what surprised us yeah um, let's kick it right off. Uh, Kansas City ended up defeating the San Francisco 49ers 31 to 20 after trailing 20 to 10 in the fourth quarter. They are the first team to win a Super Bowl after trailing by at least 10 points in every postseason game. Yeah. Um, their 21 points in the fourth quarter is the most in the fourth quarter in Super Bowl history. And another record that was set, Patrick Mahomes became the youngest player to be named MV, uh, Super Bowl MVP at just 24 years old. Tom Brady held that record um, for one of his earlier mm-hmm. Super Bowl wins. And Patrick Mahomes breaking that by, I think Tom Brady was 24 was as well. But as far yeah. as like how 24 and how many days, Patrick yeah. Mahomes is now the youngest to win uh, Super Bowl Tom MVP. So, yeah, uh, some big stats. I know Patrick Mahomes was named the MVP, but a case definitely could have been made for Kansas City running back Damian Williams. He had a phenomenal game. Um, A lot of people definitely were a little bit disgruntled that he didn't win it. Uh, He rushed for 140 yards. I went to bed that night thinking, like, like, to myself, like, I – thinking about it and I was just like well like did it have to go to Patrick Mahomes like even on the way home so like my parents had the Super Bowl like on the way home like my sister and I left in the fourth quarter we're listening to on the radio Mm -hmm. and that was when the game was still tight and I was like who from each team is yeah, gonna win it? Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it was definitely a debate because I mean, I really thought the San Francisco 49ers had this game, right? Uh, yeah. Most people did, they were winning 20 to 10 Absolutely. in the fourth quarter. Um, so the whole time I was sitting there, not so much thinking about Kansas City, but asking myself who's gonna win MVP for the Niners. I thought Debo Samuel had a great yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Jimmy G had a good game, but he didn't do anything spectacular to win right. MVP. Mm-hmm. And then lo and behold, Kansas City just shocks us again with a come from behind win. <laughs> the comeback win. Um, but yeah, Damian Williams, he rushed for 140 uh four, 104 yards, and he had a rushing touchdown, but he also had 29 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown. Mm-hmm. So he was all over the place. Um, you also had Kansas City wide receiver Tyreek Hill. He caught nine passes for 105 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick Mahomes wins the MVP. He did throw two interceptions, which mm-hmm. happened to be the only yeah. two interceptions he threw during the postseason. Yeah. Um, so that to me is like, if you told me that Patrick Mahomes was going to throw two interceptions – my thought would be, wow, like just as I expected, the Niners defense was able to shut down the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs mm-hmm. and win the game. But no, he was still able to overcome it. Um, Mahomes finished 26 for 42 in the game for 286 yards. And despite those two interceptions, he did throw for two touchdowns. Yeah. So, I mean, Good it was not the best. Yeah, not yeah. the best. Yeah, exactly. So I, I did feel like if it were up to me, I, I probably would have given Damian Williams. Yeah. Yeah. I think just like when you're, yeah, like when you're thinking about it, like 
you're thinking of a Super Bowl. So it's not just like, oh, like who played really well, like this game, this regular season game, this playoff game. Like this is a Super Bowl. Like this is the person who won the game for you, like literally. And for the Chiefs to come back, like to trail again and to come back, mm-hmm. it definitely Williams. Especially, he had the team. Right. Especially because um, Williams even broke out at the very end for that rushing yeah. touchdown. And that literally sealed the deal. So that, like, is, that was in it. In my mind, that's a Super Bowl MVP. Like right. I don't care if he's Someone playing who- well. Someone who closed down yeah, the game for you. Absolutely. Or if you're doing just the entire like NFL MVP, like yes, like Lamar Jackson won it, but that was over time, consistency, things like this. This is right. one game. I don't care how well he played the entire season, Williams. Right. This was that one game. Right. He took them to that win. Yeah. So. He was definitely um he was definitely a big part of it. The in my opinion, the biggest part of it on that team. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall I thought it was a good game. I mean, it was tied. I was pleased with it. It was tied 10 10 a uh, 10 to 10 at half. Um, I did I gotta be honest, I wasn't thrilled with the coaching for San Francisco. Um yeah. I really felt like they had the opportunity to very realistically put up three points before half mm-hmm. and they kind of um weren't aggressive about it, which I think when you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs need, who score yeah, points mm-hmm. constantly, they should have been more aggressive about it. They had three timeouts. I, I yeah. truly don't understand what happened there. And I feel like you've got to be um if you're Kyle Shanahan, you've got to be kicking yourself of the fact that you didn't try to try to put up three there. Um, yeah. I thought the officiating was poor. I, I really was disappointed. I know disappointed. you did say that. Um, and when you did t- uh, text me that, I, you know, I, I did agree. Um, but then I was listening to um, Boomer and the other guy's name. I, I always forget his name. Um, on the fan the next day. And they were actually going into it. They had people call in to say, like, what they disagreed with. And a lot of people disagreed with about two, three calls on average. But every single person was like, you know what? I didn't think we've seen a lot worse. And they were nervous that this game was going to be really bad. So after I heard that, I was like, you know what? It actually really wasn't terrible. I thought it was. I disagree. I definitely think there were some game-changing calls. I didn't like um, the offensive pass interference on George Kittle. Right. There was that another was one. Good. I forget which uh, Niners receiver this was. There was a clear, I mean, as clear as mm-hmm. day, hook, the defensive player hooked him. I think that was but, Like, that was yeah. horrible. Yeah. I mean, the that's, one was that's stepping out of bounds, pass interference. Stepping out of bounds and coming in. Someone brought that up as well. Um, I definitely saw a massive... Um, a massive false start on on Kansas City they, on that, defense. That was one of the easy. callers said that. Someone I mean, said a helmet to helmet on Jimmy Garoppolo. It was it was blatant. And I I think it's in. more so that maybe maybe there were two, maybe there were three. I don't know. But to but me, what it was is they were so textbook. Yeah, yeah they were yeah. so like mm-hmm. anybody could have called that yeah. and seen mm-hmm. that, and they didn't. That's what I was annoyed with. Yeah, it wasn't like these were 50-50 calls in my opinion. Right, a lot mm-hmm. of them were like. That's a hundred percent pass interference. That's a hundred percent, you know, this a hundred percent that. So that was what was frustrating. I thought. Yeah, I get it. In a, in a big game like this, too, you're looking for you're looking for those calls where yeah. it is a 50-50 where it's like, you know what, actually that could have gone both ways. Well, I don't know things like that. You're not. It's not these big like gigantic plays. These big gigantic calls that are right. happening where you're like, wait a minute, no, that was blatantly right. the opposite of that. If, yeah. it, if it's, it's for a Super Bowl game, it's frustrating. If it's 50-50 and it's the Super Bowl, I can imagine being tentative and not wanting to throw a flag. But if it's if it's textbook mm-hmm. penalty, I expect the refs to call it. So Yeah. No, I, I definitely get it. I think I was more, um, I think the night of, like, totally against it and, like, really mm-hmm. thought it was awful. But then when I was hearing, you know, People talk about it, fully go into detail and things like that. I was like, you know what? It could have been a lot worse. Overall, Mm -hmm. I'll just say about the entire season, I think the officiating needs to get a hell of a lot better. I agree. So I don't know what it was. I believe it was, what, four or five seasons ago where they had that really, really bad season with the refs. And these refs had to go back to school on, like, Mondays. And they, I was going to say Sunday. I was like, nah, they were working Monday, too. They had to go back to class. They, They had to pass these tests again. They were firing a lot of refs. Like, I almost think that that has to do it again. We're in the off season right now. Like, Let's implement a new program where they have to do new testing, do all of this stuff. Like, I just, I feel like Roger Goodell hasn't done anything groundbreaking in the time that he's been commissioner where it's like, 
we're implementing all of this new stuff. Like the refs have been an ongoing since you started. That's been one of those issues that's it's consistent. Right. So why don't you fix the consistent problem? Stop yeah. trying to fix these minor little things. Stop throwing a drug test at every random player. Mm -hmm. All these things like that. Like stop wasting your time and money in little areas that don't make sense. Yeah. Like this has been a consistent problem since you signed your contract, since you signed your extension contract. Mm -hmm. Like, look at it, figure it out. Right. I mean, if I'm Roger Goodell, just grab one of your interns, grab one of your assistants, have them look at every single game that was played in the NFL this season, right? And honestly, be honest and say how many of these games mm -hmm. were decided over bad calls. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if there's, I, I don't even want to see more than one yeah. because no games, at the end of the day, no games should be decided over over no. missed calls or no. you know ridiculous penalties. So I definitely think the officiating is has been trash this whole season and I really so do I want to see it get better. Sure. Yeah. I definitely agree. Um any thoughts on any commercials you like? Thoughts on the Super Bowl halftime show? Yeah, I mean, this is always an interesting part. You know, you do love the Super Bowl for the football. I mean, we love it at right, least. Right. Um, but me being, you know, in the marketing field, I'm always interested in the ads. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, I think my favorite thing was that um, or just in general over the past probably two to three years. So ads go for about $5.6 million for like not even 30 seconds. Right. Um, so it's insane. So what I like how brands are utilizing social media now. So they're using social media before like weeks before and they're getting their commercials out there or they're throwing out snippets of it. They actually Bud Light. We got to choose which one we saw with Post Malone, okay. which one that they aired. And they only showed you a little bit. They didn't show you a whole thing, but they're like, pick which one you want. Cool. Because it's building up and some some companies don't even air it because like, hey, listen, I have social media. I don't need to spend $5.6 million. Yeah. So that's just like a side note of what I, I, I genuinely like lately. I wasn't a huge fan of the commercials this year. Mm -hmm. um, some of the ones that stood out to me, I did like the... Um, I don't know if it was Hyundai, but it was the Boston one where they all had the Boston yeah, accent. That was like, oh, you got to pass part. the car. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought that was funny, but I also thought it was ironic. It was like, oh, like the Patriots didn't make the Super Bowl, but you're going to give us all of these. And they're all Patriots fans. Like all yeah. those actors were Patriots fans. So it's like, seriously, you couldn't stay out of the Super Bowl. That was funny though. That one, I thought that was one that like, made me chuckle. And yeah. then, um, Crap. I'm like trying to think. I, I definitely yeah. loved it. I'm sure you can agree because it's hard not to love it. I love that intro that they did. Um, just oh about, my God. Yeah. About it being the 100th year of the <gasps> NFL. And here's to 100 more. Amazing. Having that young kid uh, run throughout cities throughout the US. Amazing. You know, having all of like these stud NFL players, past and present, doing mm -hmm. cameos in this commercial, oh, God, doing it. a tribute to Pat Tillman, that I thought was amazing. Yeah. Um, and then the the young boy walking through the tunnel with the all time a uh, hundred yeah. hundred mm -hmm. years all time team rooting him on. Okay, kid, you got this. Yeah. And then him actually physically running out yes. into the live Super Bowl so stadium. So cool. I honestly, so it's so funny that like you said that because like I really didn't like think of that as a commercial the entire yeah, time. Yeah, it wasn't because, really a But commercial. it definitely was. It definitely was. But, like, I was just so, like, blown away by that. Like, I thought that was amazing. Yeah. I keep watching it because of how good it is. Yeah, it gave me chills. Yes. And it was definitely very memorable, and I think everybody loved it. And it I haven't so been good. I haven't been a fan of commercials for in the Super Bowl for a really long time. I believe, I believe companies don't care. I just think they know you're glued to your television and you're going to see their yeah. name, so they don't really care about it being good or funny or yeah. memorable, even though they should yeah. um the the halftime show i thought shakira and jaylo did it. a great job loved i think it. a lot of people enjoyed it um obviously they totally went viral like all over social media about how rocking their bods are at, like the you <laughs> like know 50, 43 50, 50 years old uh, these women are amazing and I, th I just thought it was like good like they were in miami a really big yeah. hispanic community yeah. there and i thought it was fun and appropriate Song and i enjoyed it were on point like, yeah Let's talk about Shakira doing the Waka Waka song. Like, <laughs> I love that song. And I haven't thought about it in yeah. years. For her to sing that, I was, like, literally in the living room, I like, Waka Waka, like, love that song. I just, but I think when a lot of big stars come nowadays, like, they, the song selections are trash. Like, they're not good. Right. Um, they did their hits, their classics. I that was, was great. Good. I do kind of wish that the cameo appearances were a little bit better. I thought it was really cool, J-Lo's uh, had a cameo but also like I didn't know that until after the Super I Bowl. did 
I'm just one of those weird people who reads <laughs> trash magazines and watches trash reality yeah. TV. So I did immediately. I was like, oh, I think that's J-Lo's daughter. I did. But, um, but as far as the other, like, two people who came out, I'm like, I don't know who they are. And one I, of the rapper in that one Right, song. but, like, no. And I, yeah, I just felt like it was a missed opportunity to have really awesome cameos. Because that's always the fun part, yeah. I think, of the Super Bowl halftime show. Like, you know who's headlining, but who's going to, like, surprise us. So, But I, I really liked how I think a lot of people, like, assumed that they would like go like you know their separate ways where it's like you know Shakira would go and then yeah. J-Lo would go and things no, like that I definitely wanted to see them together. come together like I love that yeah. and like I was kind of thinking like how are they gonna do that and, like I thought everything was great like yeah. I, they did a phenomenal job and it's the first time I feel like I've been excited for a halftime show since Justin Timberlake showed everyone Janet Jackson's <laughs> I do they feel like good sense. I do feel like it was one of the more well received uh, halftime shows over the past couple of years. Yeah. Like it's, I'm telling you, it, Super Bowls have not been good since that. Yeah. So kudos to the ladies. And I wasn't at the Giants Super Bowl when they played the Ravens with Justin Timberlake. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. So it's been so a we hot were minute. we were already losing. It's been like 20 the Giants years. We're never going to win that game. It was an awful game, and then. MTV's never allowed to do the halftime shows again. Like that was just a that was a dark year. That was a dark. That was a dark. Why UK? We all thought we were gonna die. It was a really and now they're just not fun anymore. The Giants lost. It was just like a dark, dark. Picking this gonna be a turning point. It's a good, good, good kickoff to the Giants are going back to the Super Bowl. Like it's just like we're really at a turning point. Twenty twenty is our year. Yeah, but overall, I thought it was a good Super Bowl. I enjoyed it. Which yes, the, yes. I was definitely rooting for the Niners. Um, but these, yeah. listen, these two teams, they're young. They're young yeah. and they're good. And they both have great head coaches, in mm -hmm. my opinion. And um, I think I will not be surprised to see either team, if not both, yeah. make it back to the Super Bowl within these next two, three seasons. Yeah. And speaking of head coaches, obviously, we are super happy for Andy. We are. Too. We are. Much, much deserved. As is most of And America. a lot of, you know, as many, you know, people were on Twitter, social media the next couple, like, you know, the past couple of days, like, you know, the parade was yesterday. Like, people were super, super excited just about the Chiefs. So a lot of, a lot of congratulations to Andy Reid. Yeah. That was like a common fun. theme for like that evening and like, you know, the this whole week like just just well deserved yeah like absolutely. so much deserved so congrats to andy that was that was huge mm -hmm. and and i like to see that happen so absolutely our second favorite andy andy <laughs> collins our first shout out to our, our number one Andy. the andy the andy's mixing housewives with football again yeah, they should do a commercial together seriously like, the andy's the andy's um so let's get into our NFL quick hot topics for the week. Yeah. Tight end updates, big position update here. Yeah. So Washington Redskins tight end Vernon Davis has announced his retirement on Sunday after 14 seasons. Right. Um, so this is big. I mean, I was like, thank God. <laughs> so Davis was drafted sixth overall by um, San Francisco and won a Super Bowl ring in Denver. So right. he's been around the block. Kind of forgot um, he was in Denver. Not yeah. Mm -hmm. um, there's always that like one team when like people have been on like maybe three or four teams when you're like oh wait a minute like had like a small little like a little, little stint. Like one season yeah, yeah. you're like oh yeah, yeah yeah um finished his career with 583 receptions uh over 7500 yards and 63 touchdowns um I think it's great Vernon Davis in his prime was definitely a you know, force to yeah. be reckoned with and um I definitely think he was worthy of being drafted six overall when he was. He's definitely been super quiet the last few seasons. So I think retirement is definitely due. Um, but he had a great career and yeah. lot to be proud of. And it, especially long. like, you know, the Niners are just coming back. But, you know, during during the time of uh, Jim Harbaugh being mm -hmm. there, like Vernon Davis was a top tight end. He was your guy. Yeah, he was he was like the main guy on that offense. Yeah. So he, he definitely fan. gave several solid mm -hmm. seasons to the NFL. Absolutely. So congratulations to him on retirement, on a great career. Yes. Um, and then kind of, I mean, definitely rumors swirling about this one, but it's still one of those things where it's like, you know, it's going to happen, but you're still shocked when it does happen. Mm -hmm. Um, so on Monday, Car uh, Carolina Panthers released tight end Greg Olson. Right. Um, so he had one year left on his contract and it would have cost them 11.6 million. This is a team that hasn't been doing great. So it's kind of, you know, in their favor, like we need yeah. that money. So yeah. 
trying to work things around, things like that. Yeah. Um. So he is visiting the Bills, the Redskins, and the Seahawks. We have talked like offline about this a lot. Washington is looking like a prime opportunity here. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're, you're losing Vernon Davis. Ron Rivera. <laughs> you're losing Vernon Davis. Uh, Jordan Reed, great tight yeah. end, but constantly yeah. injured. Um. I think this is a great opportunity for a team to sign Greg Olson to just a one-year deal. Obviously, not eleven point six million that Carolina would have had to pay head him. Coach, you're looking to rebuild, bring in a veteran tight end, try to work that out again. Like you said, a one-year deal that makes yes. sense. Yeah, he knows Ron Rivera. They obviously work together. I think it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. And as much as I'm like, oh, you don't want it to make sense, it makes sense. Yeah, because <laughs> I think Greg Olson can still play. Obviously, Absolutely. I just think he's injury prone. So is Jordan Reed. So Maybe I'm just to go after him. I don't know. I really haven't even thought about that as a like thing to happen. Just because I'm kind of just kind of just going with these three teams and yeah. um and who he's visiting. But Washington would make sense in my opinion, and you know maybe yeah. Seattle, maybe Buffalo. But we'll definitely report on it. Mm-hmm. And again, he still has football left in him. But I kind of understand why Carolina did it based on how much yeah. money they were going to have to pay him. And the fact that he's not necessarily always on the field for 16 games in the season. He does get hurt a lot. Um, and I think it's just time that they move on. Kind of surprised that he's not retiring. Again, I know yeah. he has football left in him, but I, it was definitely something that I was surprised yeah. Oh, or is he not considering retirement? Maybe he's going to visit these teams and realize, you know what, mm, this is the end, um, things right. like that. So sometimes that does, players, that's what they need. They need that opportunity to go visit other teams, practice with another team, kind of see how they're feeling mm-hmm. for that like light bulb in their head to go off and be like, yeah. Maybe it's my time. Right. Maybe it's my time. And I'm just kind of interested interested to see where he goes, and not only that, but how much money he'll get. Yeah. And um We'll just keep you updated on it. It's going to be interesting. Absolutely. Um, so this past week also, it was reported that Dallas is going is expected to franchise tag QB Dak Prescott. You know, we've spent so many weeks without uh, Dak Prescott and his contract in the news. And now it's back again. Yeah, so it's like, oh, I know. Uh, here. Um, wants to sign a multi-year. Um, so Dak wants to sign a multi-year extension, yeah. um, but the two sides are nowhere close to an agreement, which is where we were six weeks ago. They were nowhere close That's to an agreement. We on were last, yeah. last season. Um, definitely hold out, obviously, right there. I mean, he if he's going to take a you know chapter from his good friend Zeke's book, there's definitely going to be a holdout. Yeah. So... My opinion, as somebody who's not rah-rah, I love Dak Prescott, obviously, is is, I think this is a blatant disrespect to Dak Prescott. I'm not saying he's a, I'm not saying he's this big stud top five quarterback in the league, but when I look at the people who have been paid, I mean, Kirk Cousins got a massive contract. Um, You know, I can rattle off so many guys who have gotten paid who Dak Prescott is better than. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like last year, he deserved his contract last year. And the problem was that Dallas had to pay like everybody, like all their big names. And And so I feel like... I feel like Dak kind of took a back seat, even though he's the quarterback, the most important position on the football field, took a back seat and was like, all right, you know what? They won't, they don't have to pay me this year. We'll, we'll work this out next season. Yeah. And here we are. And the fact that they want to franchise tag him when, especially I feel like they talk about all the time, like he's our guy, he's our guy. Well, if he's your guy, you're not showing that and you're not showing yeah. him love. And I think it's BS. And if I were Dak, I'd be extremely pissed off and rightfully so. Yeah. This is kind of a random question, and I don't know if it's, like, blatantly obvious. And if it is, then I'm just going to feel stupid. Do you uh, have to franchise tag someone? Um, Like, do you have to use it on at least one well, player? Yeah, uh, or, I or, honestly don't know the answer yeah, to that okay. question. I, I just, because, like, I, I'm thinking of who else is on their team and kind of maybe who is – and like, You who probably else don't you? have to. Yeah. If that is the case, then, then 100% I agree Most with you. do it because they, it benefits yeah, you. Yeah. You don't have to pay, like, a player more money My than whatever. Like I'm thinking of the other players on the team, the other standout. There's yeah. a lot of people on a football team totally understand that. But, like, right. thinking of, like, whose contract is coming like, – who could they possibly else give it to? Yeah. So I'm thinking to myself, do you actually have to do it? Because if that is the case, then – 
um, maybe I feel less bad, but if it's not the case, then I agree with you. It is disrespectful. Yeah. I mean, just, just don't know. If any of our followers know that, please let me know. Yeah. I honestly don't like, know the answer uh, to that question, but um, I didn't know if it was going to be like the dumbest question. Listen, ever. this is a really bad thing for the Dallas Cowboys because if you franchise tag him, he's not going to sign that, that, you know, thing. <sighs> and he is probably likely going to hold out as yeah. he should. I don't like when players do that, but I would not blame Dak Prescott yeah. for holding out. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what does that tell? Like, that's awful. You're bringing in a brand new head coach who yeah. needs to get on the same page mm -hmm. as his quarterback. Yeah. If you have Dak Prescott mm -hmm. sit out like yeah, up until not, maybe yeah. week one, that's not a good scenario no, for the Dallas no. Cowboys. They're no. just not thinking logically, I feel yeah. like. You've got to play a guy like Mike McCarthy who's coming off of a phenomenal relationship with Aaron Rodgers. Right. Think about that. Get those two together. Yeah. Learn whatever learn whatever offense Mike McCarthy wants to run. Um and this is just a bad scenario for Dallas. Shut up and pay the man. That's my opinion. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen, from Katie herself. <laughs> Shut up and pay him. Um, okay, so we just wanted to do a quick congratulations to our NFL honors winners. Um, yeah. I did not watch the NFL honors. I did. Why didn't I watch it? You were somewhere. You were out. It was Saturday night. Ooh, I was out on she a was Saturday. Out. I was in watching NFL honors. <laughs> What the hell world was I? You were with your friends, Michelle and other oh, people. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I was with my friends. <laughs> it sounds like sketchy, like I wasn't actually with them. I was with my friends. Yes, okay, that's why I didn't watch them. Oh, maybe I'll catch it because I always like to watch it. Um, but I was following along with the winners, so just letting you know. So defensive player of the year, um, New England uh cornerback, uh Stefan Gilmore. Um, I always get confused with the CV. Um, offensive Rookie of the Year, you have Arizona quarterback Kyle Murray. Offensive Player of the Year, New Orleans wide receiver Michael Thomas. No surprise there. Defensive Rookie of the Year, San Francisco defensive end Nick Bosa. Again, no surprise there. Congrats, baby. I love you. Combat Player of the Year, Tennessee Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill. Coach of the Year, Baltimore Ravens head coach John Harbaugh. I was a little uh, surprised about that one. But um, and MVP, you have Baltimore quarterback Lamar Jackson. So we just wanted to extend a huge congratulations to yes. all of these players. I would like to say well-deserved, but it's like an 80% well-deserved. I don't know. But again, we're not really going to get into it. Um, I'll much definitely right be now. bringing it up Yeah, later we'll talk about show. it later for um, sure. And those were the main ones, obviously. And in last week's show, mm -hmm. we gave our predictions. Obviously, we didn't give our predictions for this. But again, there were other like smaller categories. But one that's big that we didn't give mm -hmm. a prediction on. Um, congratulations to Calais Campbell mm -hmm. from the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was named the Walter Payton Man of the yeah. Year Award. Oh, and it's so such good. a respectable, honorable award that guys really like they really want to win that and they yeah. really want to do well in their community and give back. And it's very important mm -hmm. and um, well-deserved. He had a great story and, and that was nice to see. Agree, agree, agree. All right. So let's get into our big stories of the week in the world of housewives. Um, we have a bunch of housewives, quick hot topics. So definitely going to rattle off some uh, juicy ones here for you. Just um, coming off of talking about Super Bowl and football and the commercials, we obviously want to talk about the fact that mm -hmm. there was that surprise Super Bowl commercial surprise. that featured Teresa Judice and Caroline Manzo, former uh, Real Housewives mm -hmm. of New Jersey cast member, as we talked about her before. Um, they reunited, obviously. They've had their differences over the past few right. years and even, even, you know. Recently. Right. And so, but they did reunite and they were in a commercial um, for Sabra hummus. Mm -hmm. It was basically like all these people like, oh, how do I eat my hummus? Do I eat it with chips, vegetables? Yeah. This is how I must. This is it's kind of weird. But, I loved it. Eh, I was like, I can't see myself calling hummus must. But okay, so they were like, this is how I must. And um, it ended, it basically it was like the featured stars of the commercial yeah. were Teresa and Caroline. So at the at very end, they were like, sitting at a table eating hummus and they're like this is how we must and then they, they stood up and they flipped, flipped the table. table iconic yeah um i loved it but i actually got into like a little bit of like a twitter feud with someone okay. this today um it's so funny because when i talk about i was going to tweet this before but i know it'd be controversial when i tweet about social media marketing or like ads like i liked or like disliked and things like that to like a man 
I feel like they like degrade me and they're like, no, sweetie, you're wrong, all this stuff. But when I talk about football, everyone's like, yeah, this girl's right. And I'm like, where the hell is like, when did social media marketing become like a man's game and football? People are like, this girl's legit. So random. But I've just gotten into a lot of fights lately with people about social media marketing. But this was brought up, like this ad. So one of the things in there too, so the whole premise of the ad was like, you know, how you do eat your, your hummus. But there yeah. was a lot of, so Teresa and Caroline were, Caroline were not the only like two people that have like feuded in the past before on there. So not feuds, but like kind of like different types of people. So I brought up Boomer before from, you know, the fan. Mm -hmm. He was on it with that really famous uh, girl. Her name is Charlie something. She's like a famous TikTok star. And I would not know yeah, she so was. He's eating <laughs> it like chunks like this and she's eating with a carrot and she goes, okay, Boomer. So that's the whole funny part of the thing. Like she, like they use that jokes. So like that's how I got into a fight with this kid. I was like, Cause he was like, it's not funny. Like, why did they use that creepy old man with that girl? I go, do you know who Boomer is? Like, do you watch sports? You loser. Clearly you don't watch sports. You don't know who like, he is. Like literally played football. And now is like one of the top sportscasters. Like, like, okay. But like, that was that. And I was like, but did you watch the whole ad? Like it was all about different people. Like Teresa and Karen, like feuding and coming together, eating hummus. So, like that was the whole point of the whole ad. Yeah. It I loved it. I it wasn't it. my favorite commercial. And I, the memorable part about that commercial to me is obviously Teresa and Carolyn. Yeah. I didn't, I don't know who the heck a TikTok, I don't, I, I don't even know what TikTok is. And I don't know who we a TikTok celebrity would be. And I didn't even notice that anybody else in the commercial was like, Famous? No, like, no, like, feuding or, like, had no, differences like, like difference. or... Yeah. I didn't catch on to that. And the there only was one a I... lot of social media famous people on there. It's so like that kombucha girl. Love that girl. Yeah, I wouldn't know who that was. <laughs> I really think they could have honestly done the entire commercial around Caroline and Teresa. Oh, absolutely. And that could have been yeah. it. I really did. Absolutely. Do. I did like it, though. And I think I liked... So they did a lot of, like, trending people, trending, like, okay. things. So I'm happy that, you know, Teresa and, and Caroline made it on there as, like, a trending thing. Okay, like, okay. I thought Sabra did a great job. Like from a marketing perspective, like an advertising pr perspective, like they really went in on like trending topics, themes, like, you know, what's, what's going on in the world right now. And I think that they definitely picked up a lot of stuff, but the, oh, fair the enough. I'm flip. just not, I don't know who social media stars are. These I think days. we should get it. Let us know if you think we should do a TikTok. Oh God. All right. <laughs> uh, so last month, um, Obviously, we always report on Joe and Teresa and mm -hmm. what's going on with them. But last month, um, Joe Judice was actually photographed partying with multiple women in Mexico. Um, some bikini-clad babes, yeah. booties everywhere. Booties everywhere. Um, I don't know how these women do it confidently. <laughs> there was videos of him laying in a cabana mm -hmm. with like uh, maybe two or three of the women. Uh, yeah. There was the one video of them poolside where um, one of the women like is dancing up on him <laughs> with her butt cheeks out and. And it was just like, whenever I see these things, like, especially on housewives, whenever I see certain things with the women or their husbands, and I think about their children, I always oh, put myself yeah. in their shoes. So I'm sitting watching that Joe Judice video from Mexico, and I'm feeling mortified because I'm like, if that's my father, I would oh. literally bury my head in the sand and never, never come up out of it. Um, so that was my initial gut reaction when I saw it. Yeah. And then... Teresa was actually on Watch What Happens Live mm -hmm. yesterday, and she was asked about this. Andy always asking the juicy oh, questions. So speaking of juicy, juicy, juicy Joe is being brought up <laughs> about this this happening, and Teresa's seeing these pictures through TMZ. Mm -hmm. um, so I do have a quote from Teresa from Watch What Happens Live from yesterday, and she said. And I, I'm not surprised by this reaction. Yeah. She's really been taking the high road, I feel like. She said, I was happy for him. I was totally fine with it. I'm not jealous. I made it okay with our daughters. I think that's her only concern. Like, yeah. I don't think she cares herself. I really yeah. don't. She said, at first, Melania saw it and Gia. And they're like, are you kidding me? Ugh, and I yeah. was like, girls, it's fine. He's living his life. And because I was fine with it, they were fine with it. So I do think that's huge I that like... Teresa's main concern is her oh, yeah. daughters are going to see this and she cares more about how they feel. Right. And she's just, you know, really 
and, and maybe it's a front, but she's letting the world know and letting mm-hmm. her daughters know, I'm okay with this. He's, right. This is what he's supposed to do. Like he's single, like let him meet somebody. I'm fine with this because it's allowing her daughters mm-hmm. to somewhat come to terms right. with it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, I was like, no. mortified thinking about like Gia mm-hmm. going on TMZ and seeing this. No, like absolutely not. Yeah. No. Um, okay. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I still do not have a premiere date for this, a trailer. I'm actually starting to get a little bit anxious about yeah, this. Like at first I was like, meh, Is it but now I'm actually, like, no, now I'm actually kind of getting excited about it. I am intrigued to watch it. So Andy Cohen, again, teasing the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and what we can expect. I have a quote from him. He said, expect mountains expect snow and expect you know some mormons which is something we were like they are, like one or two of them that was our initial gut reaction when we heard it we were like mormons and we were like are there going to be mormon housewives and how does that work like with drinking and partying and like all the craziness um so we are going to see some mormons um he said what would a mormon housewife look like stay tuned a production company brought us unbelievable women and the cool thing about salt lake city is they're um the women is that they're leading these aspirational lives. When you look at the footage, it is a fantasy life for me, just the snow and the scenery and the lifestyle. It's really cool. I actually have been to Salt Lake city and it is a really, really cool place. So I can vouch for that. Yes. Um, I can, I can vouch for that. (laughs) I do definitely recommend it. Obviously if you're into skiing, that's definitely a perk to go head out there. I've never been to Utah. Yeah. I've never done West coast skiing. So that's definitely a reason to go back, but Mm -hmm. Salt Lake city is really cool and it is going to be interesting. Um, so again, we're going to keep you up to date on when that premiere date is, when we finally get to see a trailer. I want to mm-hmm. see what these women look like. At least tease some of the women. Like, yeah. let articles come out about who we can expect see. to see. I, 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 I want to see what these Mormons look like. <laughs> um, okay, so another thing Andy is teasing, um, he was recently talking about this this past week, is the fact that he thinks that we have not seen the last of Tamara Judge on Real Housewives of Orange County. I guess it was last week, right, on the show mm-hmm. that we announced the fact yeah. that um, Tamara and Vicky are no longer going to be on the Real Housewives of Orange County. Um, well, maybe they started filming already. Uh, Isn't I'm, Orange County over? It is. So I'm not sure. Uh, I think oh, yeah, maybe starting filming soon. But um, Andy was basically talking about the fact that he does think that we will see Tamara again in some capacity. He did say she has been an incredible housewife. She really has. She's been mm-hmm. dramatic. She's vulnerable. She has been great. I'm hoping, and this is not lip service, that she will come back in some form, e- either this season or in the next couple, because I just think she is someone that I'm always interested in. I always want to check in with her. So... You know, I think yeah, that's, that's his decision. Like it's she's it's her decision to come back or not. Oh, of course. I just think he's oh saying God. I I something in my eye. Like I think he's speaking to the fact that if she's open to it, we're a hundred percent open oh, to absolutely. it. So um again, we'll keep you updated on that because he is a he that quote did say, like, I think we can maybe see her next season. So you know, that's still up in the air, uh, and we'll just have to see. Maybe she'll be a ca- – I mean, you guys, we have to remember that at one point in time, Luanne Deliceps was a friend on Real Housewives oh. of New York. I still can't it believe a, that. It was a dark time. But it happened. We've so- gone through dark- – can I see if that was 2000? <laughs> no, no, that's when uh, Housewives came um, <laughs> We have – we have seen some OGs and some big names yeah. uh, be booted off the show. We've seen some big names get demoted to friend status. Mm-hmm. We've seen women leave the show and come back. Yeah. Bethany Frankel. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I think for every single housewife, it's safe to say never say never. Yeah. So. No, for sure. And just like, uh, so like, it was funny, like people keep like saying that like, you know, the preview or the preview for New York is like coming soon. So like right. Katie and I thought it was coming today because I saw something, but I, and maybe it's com- maybe it came out right now while we're doing the show. But I just that just made me think of it. Like so, it's coming. So like, don't worry, la- ladies and gentlemen. Like we're gonna be like it's yeah. it's coming around the corner. I'm ready for New York. She'll be coming around the corner when she comes. When yeehaw. she comes. Oh, it's not yeehaw. I thought it was yeehaw. yeehaw. She'll be coming around the mountain when she. Real housewives New York coming around when she comes. So they're coming. She'll be coming around the mountain. I'm ready. She'll be I'm ready for you. Ma- She'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. What did we deserve these free tickets to this concert? How did we get so lucky? 
speaking of tickets, so the um, the XFL game is actually this Sunday, so I can't go. I was trying to bribe Katie to come with me to an XFL game. Tickets were like twenty dollars. I was just like, sure. I they mean, were like lower level seats. They were like, you know, my only issue like is VIP. That, my, I, I do want to go. My issue is that they are playing in MetLife, and my issue is that it's February and it's freaking cold. So I'm definitely listen. I'll freeze my ass off for a Giants game. I don't necessarily want to freeze okay. my ass so off for an XFL game. Starting in February, they'll probably have games in March, which could be hit or miss nice mm-hmm. cold and the the groundhog luxa puxatoni phil like i think four out of the five four out of the five sonic the hedgehogs <laughs> said that spring was coming listen we've had a, we've been really lucky with an extremely warm winter and not a lot of snow so they so. better not be screwing with us yeah oh oh I'll hit, fight one Hit of them. me up in March. Maybe I'll go to an XFL March game. I'm just saying, I'm trying to make Katie to come with me because we're in that lull right now. I'm getting so sad about <laughs> football being over. Or that's desperate. Ah, okay. So we're going to get into our game tonight. It is called You Can Get With This or You Can Get With That. Or you Can Get With This or You Can Get With That. Are you? What is that? Um, What's the next line after that? It's like, oh God, I don't know. No more singing. Oh, God. Play the game. Now. All right. So, basically, we are going to, I'm going to ask uh, Katie and myself 10 questions where it's in either or. So, you can do this or you can do that. So, yeah. we're just going to go ahead, read them one by one. So, what new show, what new Bravo show do you have mm-hmm. more interest in? The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City or Below Deck Sailing Yachts? You know I love Below Deck, but honestly, I I went with Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I, I like I said, I am getting anxious and really anticipating what's to come. So the unique thing about this question and these options is that they're both like extremely brand new. So the sailing yacht, oh, yeah. we've never been on a sailboat before for Below Deck, right? And excuse me, Below Deck. And this is the first time in a, a decent amount of time that we're getting a new city for right. Right. Housewives. So it is a unique question. I went with the Real Housewives as well, only because I've been on such a lull with Below Deck. It's just, it's my fault like I didn't watch last season so I it's so I'm just not really like I guess oh my god excited I know right. sailing premiered this week but I have no yes. time with the bat the bachelor takes up like half my life so yeah, I can't a lot of good shows on and CSDK right like sorry like I, I've got like my trashy tv like capacity right now is like all the way up here I, I hear you and I'm I have time for about this much I, I'm with you like, I'm with you I have no time um, number two, who would you rather see start dating? Dolores and Frank Catania. I always say Catina. Catania or Gia Judice and Frankie Catania? A lot of young love doesn't last. I want to see an everlasting love. Give us Dolores and Frankie Catania. Same. I went the same route there, but ah, uh, Gia and Frankie. Frankie. Let's just talk about Frankie. Like, <laughs> oh my God. I followed him on Instagram. Uh, so attractive. I love him so he's much. He's a cutie. He's a cutie. Such a cutie. Number three, which duo would you rather have on your football team? The Bosa brothers or the Watt brothers? Oh, excuse me. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bosa brothers just based on the fountain of youth. They are collectively as a unit younger than the Watt brothers. And, um, I think they're two franchise changers on defense. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I mean, I guess the only positive is that. No, I'm going to say something stupid and it doesn't make sense. Well, the thing, and I'm, again, I just get really nervous with JJ Watt and these injuries that he's mm-hmm. faced. And I honestly think JJ's one more injury away from possibly having an early retirement. So I'm not rolling the dice on that. I'm going the Bosa brothers. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I'm just, you know, you know, me and Nick Bosa. <laughs> Anything Nick Bosa. So, so funny, like such a side note here. Uh, one of the girls that I work with actually like came in on Monday and was like, Caitlin, like you didn't like prep me for Sunday enough. And I was like, what do you mean? They were like, and she was like, Jimmy Garoppolo is the hottest guy. And I was like, okay, I was interested in the game. And I was like, and she was like, I he took his helmet off. And I was like, oh. but it was so funny because so many people were like tweeting that out. I guess obviously non-football fans. I saw this really funny meme. And it was like girls during the the like the Super Bowl, and it was like all Google searches, and it was like, "What yeah, is a touchdown?" Then it goes, "Is Jimmy Garoppolo single?" <laughs> yeah. What does the yellow line mean? I was done. 
It'd be interesting to see uh, what the stats were as far as viewers for this Super Bowl because we might have had some extra ladies just tuning in for Mr. Jimmy G. But I did, though, to tie back to the Bosa brothers, I did tell her, I was like, listen, I think Jimmy G is very attractive. I was like, but Nick Bosa has my heart. He always has been. And I showed her a picture and she was like, no, Jimmy's better. And I was like, not to me. Not to me. (laughs) Always in my heart. (laughs) Number four, would you rather have VIP tickets to the next BravoCon or nosebleed tickets to the next Super Bowl Giants not playing? Yeah, we we factored in. Let's say the Giants aren't playing. Um, I'm still going with nosebleed tickets to the next Super Bowl. Absolutely. It's a once in a lifetime thing. And I like always talk about it. It's funny because people from work asked about that too. Like who goes to the Super Bowl? I was like, like millionaires. I can't can't even imagine what nosebleed A lot of them. Yeah. Well, but that's the thing. I think it's like a thousand dollars and so i was like what and i was like yes i was like you either join like a lottery where you yeah. randomly get the tickets for like a, a fixed price or you're a millionaire right. and you go or you're on it is, there's no like no no one normal goes to the super bowl right you so, either you're winning you're in a lottery you're rich like there's no exactly so if the opportunity presents itself you definitely go with that like yeah. we are going Number five, what is more annoying when Teresa defends Danielle Staub or Patrick Mahomes' girlfriend's social media posts? Oh my God, this was such a difficult one for me because Listen, both of you them annoyed her and her brother when I did my get it off my chest that one night. Yes, because originally, not okay. There was a whole thing to it. Like originally, I didn't move security you want to know why because they're annoying as hell okay i it's not that i disagreed with you it's just i didn't know the full story and felt like i couldn't make a judgment that doesn't have to deal with the fact that that. i think she's extremely annoying Mm -hmm. and i was really having difficulty picking these i think i have the ability to not look at patrick mahomes girlfriend's social media posts but i watch real housewives of new jersey and there's no way around it so Teresa defending Danielle is more annoying to me. This was a really good one. So like, good for you. Like, this is like, it was a very difficult decision, but I just, I, I can't escape his girlfriend's social media post because I am in social media 24 seven and it's there. I don't even follow her and it's there. I think I had to like mute her name. I was getting so pissed <laughs> off, but it's there. And his little brother is there too. And his brother's even more annoying than she is sometimes. It's like, oh my God, Patrick Mahomes, you seem like a great kid. What the hell is wrong with you? He's got some screws loose up top. You might be a Super Bowl MVP, but, oh, something's not good up there. Six, what former Giants player are you more excited to watch in the XFL? Safety Will Hill or running back Andre Williams? This is a good one, too. Good for them. Yeah, I'm so happy again, for them. This is just to showcase the fact that Look no matter what team that you root for or college football team yeah. that you root for, um, you are there's a ton of well-known names mm. that are being playing in the XFL. These are just two of them. My brother and I were huge. Eric, if you're still watching, we were huge Will Hill fans. Um, oh, he's a New Jersey, New Jersey native. And against Christopher in high school, my brother. And Um, yeah, I'm going with Will Hill. I I love Will Hill. Hill. They called him Will the Thrill Hill in high school, and he Um, was he was an outstanding player. Uh, Played against my brother. My brother went to Seton Hall Prep. It was always an exciting game to watch them. You know, St. Peter's always blew them over because of this kid. Um, And when it came to the time when he, you know, came to the Giants, Christopher was like, you know what? Is this this is the best thing ever? And obviously things. I believe it was, what was he it? had a lot of off the field issues. Like it was, I think it was a, a drug lot. thing. Yes, but not like a. It, it wasn't like a drug drug thing. It was like it was marijuana. Like, oh, no, I it was he smoked a lot of oh, marijuana. No, I thought it was Adderall. I thought, but when he got caught for it, was like Adderall. He was with the Giants and he was with the ball, uh, but, Ravens, yeah. and it yeah. was just too many off the field issues. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I picked Will Hill as well because yeah. I am excited to see that. Um, number seven, what coach will have more success with their new team next season? Mike McCarthy with the Cowboys or Ron Rivera with the Redskins? Well, this could be, de- uh, depend on the Dak situation, how much success, yeah. um, you know, Mike McCarthy can have with his franchise quarterback. Uh, but I am still going with McCarthy and the Cowboys because I think the Cowboys has a better team than the Redskins. I think that's fair. But when I look, at success i'm looking at success as a whole i'm not looking at record i'm looking at turning the actual team around and i think ron rivera is a very stern a very tough guy and Mm -hmm. i think the redskins right now are just in this very very like deep deep hole Mm -hmm. where there's no structure there's no organization there's no um determination and there's no what's that word where it's like someone's like controlling you or just there's i don't know like no discipline 
And I think Ron Rivera will come in and bring that and yeah. figure it out. So, like, I'm not – yes, the Cowboys are a lot better of a team, but I think the Redskins need a lot more that can show more success next year than – I'll tell you this. I would rather have Ron Rivera than Mike McCarthy as like oh, if, if if you know when we were looking for a head coach if I it came Ron down Rivera. to those two I would say Ron yeah. Rivera. So absolutely. I get both sides. Yeah. Number eight, which Real Housewives of Orange County member will you miss more, Vicky Gumbelson or Tamara Judge? I went with Tamara just because I think Vicky's nuts. She's just crazy, and I'm okay with her leaving. These past couple of seasons, Tamara's storyline and like everything was just super annoying in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually more upset to see an OG leave. So I picked Vicky Gumbelson. Okay. Whose February 4th birthday party would you rather attend? Mr. Ben Cohen, the big one-year-old's birthday, or Lawrence Taylor's? Um, Kind of a tough one just because like yeah. when I thought of Ben's birthday party, I immediately thought of how epic Andy's oh, baby shower yeah. was. So if it was anything like that, then I thought Lawrence Taylor and I'm like, oh, I might not be able to handle an LT party. Like he, I think he yeah, parties pretty yeah. hard. Um, but well, he did, at least back if, in the day. <laughs> if given the chance to possibly hang out with some Giants players, I want to attend LT's party. So that was the main reason why I picked, um, LT's party because yeah. you know all the Giants players there but I did also think in the back of my mind you throw a huge party for your 60th birthday parents throw one-year-old's mm. birthdays like they're dying the next I know, day I know that insane. sounds really awful like to say about a baby but like I've seen the most extravagant first birthday parties yeah. ever, and it's like insane. your baby will never remember it literally like <laughs> I don't even remember like Baby, yesterday. babies will forget Baby, babies do forget People don't forget. Babies forget. Babies, babies forget. forget. Babies forget. That's our new. That's that's not copyrighted. We can get that. Babies forget. Babies forget. Um, but also again to hang out with Giants players, like new and old, because yeah. everyone loves LT. Yeah, he's still very much connected with a lot of the players. I'm going to that party. Yeah, I'm probably getting kicked out. <laughs> I would get kicked out of Ben's too. And finally, number 10. This is a good one as well. Which former Dallas QB would you rather have commentate for the, every Giants game next season? Tony Romo or Troy Aikman? You know, this isn't a difficult one for me. I can't stand listening to Tony Romo commentate on football games. You I'm going to any better with him. I, I actually like, oh, I like maybe him. Maybe a now. little bit. I like him better. I like him now. I like him now. I think it's because of how smart he is. I Troy hate Aikman. Troy Aikman. You want to know why? Because Troy Aikman comes with Joe Buck, and I hate Joe Buck. Who does Tony Romo come with? Whoever the hell they put him with. I don't care. I Listen, I know. Mm -mm. I have a, like, loathe Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. I'm in a Facebook group, and the Facebook group is I hate oh Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. And it's an amazing community. That was one of the Super Bowl commercials, Facebook groups, and people getting coming together. That is one of the best groups I'm in. All right. There's like a million members, I think. Oh, my Because God. that's how many people hate them. All right. Fair enough. And no, but, but in Tony Romo's favor, I, I understand, like, I understand where you came from originally. But he's just so smart. And it's just like, God... Yeah, I think he's a, I don't think he's a bad commentator. I don't want to say that. I just, listening to his voice sometimes annoys me. He gets yeah. too exuberant. Like, it's too much. Just shut up, Tony. Stop, like, yelling. Shut up. I don't know. <laughs> Rubs me the wrong way. All right. All right, so um, let's do our get it off the chest for the week. This could be positive, negative, housewise, football, life, whatever you are feeling, whatever you want to get off your chest. Why don't you kick us off first? Listen, one day I'm going to do life, and you guys are all in for it. Oh, correct. <laughs> uh oh. Schedule another three hour episode. We'll, like, warn us. Can we have, like, a, like a warning yeah. label? Before you guys that are happens? all in for it. Oh, boy. Um, no, I'm definitely going to do a positive one. It's going to be football. Cool. It's going to be fun, like, super quick. I don't know if you guys, like, watched any of the footage from the parade, but it was hilarious. And it's it's finally, I, I never watched any footage on the Patriots parade, on, like, other, like, when, like, the Broncos randomly run like I didn't watch like I, I didn't watch Kansas City that was interesting because like just how excited everyone was like that night you know our friend Jamal is a huge Kansas City fan yeah. so I was like you know what like listen like I've got some ties to it like let's look into it they partied and I just it just brings me back to like the days where like I played lacrosse in college and like when we won and like we did win a huge championship like but even like the small games we won just like that winning factor yeah but I just I loved seeing it so there are a couple of the key moments so like 
before the parade even started, they a car gets through the barrier. Okay. And police cars had to like tee it up and like T-bone it and get this is like everyone's getting ready. So <laughs> oh like already madness. Like already madness. Some guys hanging from the tree. He falls out of the tree. Um Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey are like pulling back bud lights. Like it is their job. I, I saw the one guy run right into the parking oh, meter. That was so I saw hard. that one. I retweeted. Barstool. Yeah. And it was like, we have a new person coming in at the number two pick, this parking meter for oh defense. They're yeah. like, we've, we've never seen a block that good before. <laughs> so that was that. Patrick Mahomes threw a beer to the camera guy. The camera guy's holding a 300 pound camera, cracks it open, chugs it. They're all, someone had to escort Patrick Mahomes to the porta potty. Like, I honestly, they were living their best lives. Good for them. It's been 50 years and I think I think watching this Super Bowl um with my husband with my brother-in-law two huge Niners fans it really put into perspective for me um how lucky Caitlin and I are that we've seen the Giants win two Super Bowls and have vivid memories of it because there are plenty of people who go their entire life not seeing their team win uh we we were looking at this yesterday my husband and I uh 12 teams in the NFL out Mm -hmm. of 32 still have never won a Super Bowl Okay, wow. so if you have this moment, be like a rotation. I love that Kansas City is yes. excited about this because by all means, you don't know when yeah. it's going to come around again. So treasure these moments. When your team makes it to the Super Bowl, treasure that, whether they win or lose. And um, it's really difficult. You know, we don't have, not everybody's New England Patriots. And when these things happen, really cherish it and really, like, try to take it all in. So I do have, like, one, like, other comment, too. And maybe this is, like, to, like, the New York Giants and, like, what maybe if the Jets win, too. I understand we're New York teams. But what I loved the most was that, Kansas City, it was in such like a remote location. Like there wasn't like um like they weren't in like the streets of New York City where like it was just like they were on grass fields, like they were on like all this stuff. Like I you know, they were it was like they, they were in like going through North Caldwell. Like the streets <laughs> that's what it felt like. And I was like, you know what? Like I feel like we need to find a more designated area. Maybe. Next time the Giants Maybe. or the Jets win. Like, yeah. I just feel like I get it. We're New York teams. The city's pretty aggressive. I just feel like we need to find, uh, even when Philly won, I feel like it wasn't like on like a highway in the street. Like, I just felt like it was like a conclude, like, you know, you could honestly do it in the parking lot of MetLife. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, it's big enough, you know? Do, do some laps around MetLife. Yeah. And then honestly, my biggest regret is not going to either of those parades those two years. Yeah. So I'm making my, Firm commitment to all of our fans. I will be at the next one. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I don't care. Hopefully, we're alive. If I'm 100. Hey! 100 years old, I will be there. That's mine. You go ahead. All right. Might get it off my chest. I was very um, surprised, angry, heated about the fact that um, Arizona quarterback Kyler Murray won Offensive Player of the Year at the NFL Honors. Don't think... Don't think he deserved it. Uh, the three main nominees, I actually thought he should have been in third if it came to a ranking for those nominees. Uh, I thought Josh Jacobs got robbed. That's number one. Number two, A.J. Brown was my second pick. Um, and Kyler, I didn't even realize he was going to be like a main nominee. I didn't think his name was going to get thrown in the mix. I don't think he yeah. deserved this award. And it goes to show you that sometimes when you play the quarterback position, other people are going to get overlooked. Yeah. And that's not really fair. Um So I thought this was really funny, and I didn't tell you the comparison I'm about to make, but I think you're going to find it really interesting and something our viewers probably didn't realize either. This is not a a case, by the way, of me saying Daniel Jones should have been nominated. Oh, no, someone actually – I'm not making that case, so let me just say that, number one. But when I saw that Kyler Murray won, I asked myself, what did he do this year? Were his numbers Mm -hmm. that good? And then I said to myself – let me compare his numbers to Daniel Jones's numbers. So look how eerily similar this is. Ready? Kyler Murray played in 16 games. Daniel Jones only played in 13, so 13 less games. Daniel Jones had four more touchdowns than Kyler, 24 to 20. They both threw 12 interceptions. So technically, interceptions per game, Daniel Jones is throwing less. Daniel Jones threw for 3,027 yards. Kyler Murray threw for 3,700. Uh, 3,722 yards. If you break that down per game, 
That's both 232 yards per game. Dead freaking tie. Kyler Murray, 87.4 quarterback rating. Daniel Jones, 87.7 quarterback rating. I understand many of you would argue, well, Kyler can run the ball. Well, Kyler Uh, had four rushing touchdowns. Daniel Jones had two. So tell me, I'm not making a case for Daniel Jones to be rookie of the year, okay? But people did, though. You're not the first person. So I actually, like, I did know this because of especially our friends over at talking giants um they do a lot of like analytics and like stats stuff so this was one of the things they said but i actually saw a lot of other giants fans come out and say it as well and they were basically making the same claim as you like listen i'm not trying to make the case um and the biggest argument though is that you know he didn't he wasn't technically the starter so it's like he wasn't in the running but like i think that's a momentum shift that the, the league needs to make that it doesn't that shouldn't be a factor well Listen, then you can argue the fact that Odell Beckham Jr. won Offensive Rookie of the Year in his rookie season when he missed four games. But he did, So what he, do you say to that? He started. So I think it's like he started and then he missed games. So Daniel Jones wasn't named the starter so of the New York Giants. So if anything, this should show that Kyler was starter from the beginning and Daniel Jones had just as good, yeah. if not slightly mm-hmm. better stats than he did. Yeah. I have no idea why he was selected to win. I, I guess it is because he's a quarterback and that's BS and yeah. Josh Jacobs got robbed. Roll Tide and he got robbed as well. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my key to get it off my chest. No, and I think it's, I really do think it's a I think it's a great argument. If you numbers don't lie. And I don't I honestly because I didn't realize until I looked it up. No. So I think a lot of our viewers probably don't realize that either. No. But when you do a dead comparison, they have the same stats. Yeah. So, and listen, I'm happy with Daniel Jones. Me too. I wouldn't be happy with Kyler Murray because he sucks. So, but he's flaky. He's going to go back to baseball. He probably hit a really bad rookie season. So he's going to go back to baseball. But totally agree with you on that. Thank you guys so, so much for joining us yes. for our 97th episode. Holy guacamole. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Crazy train about that, right? That should be what we should come out to. Yeah. Hey. That's our song. That's what it goes. Let us know if that's uh, copyrighted. Can we? Can that be our theme song? We'll see. Um, so do not miss Real Housewives of Atlanta on Sunday. You are going to be, I don't know if you guys watch the Oscars, but that's the same time. So yeah. I don't watch award shows anymore. So, um, but I, whatever. So. Um, Real Housewives in New Jersey, Wednesdays at 8. So it was last night. We are live on Thursday this week due to me being stuck in the office. You know, work gets in the way. Fair enough, fair enough. Work life, work life balance. Um, <laughs> listen, the NFL Combine is 17 days away. I did not realize So, that. like, we're all depressed. Like, we're all in our little, like, cocoons. Like, maybe the Kansas City Chiefs fans are still drunk, which they should be, as they should be. I still, I would take the week off. Like, I would take the week off. Now that I'm an adult and, like, fully understand, like, I, you know, yeah. I, I was taking the week off. It's like, I get it. You guys, you know, bask in your glory. I'm in my little cocoon of depression right now. Like, it has started. Mock draft season. Mock draft season, baby. But we do the NFL combine, and the NFL draft is only 77 days away. Like, we are so close. But if anyone has any suggestions of what we should start doing on Sundays, please let us know. Yes. Besides, like, we'll do brunch, but, like, any other ideas, like, should we volunteer? Like, should we join a class, like a painting class? I might volunteer to um, staying committed to laying in bed on Sundays and watching TV. Probably catching up on all my reality TV shows. But, like, I feel like there's, like, a different vibe, like, when football's on. Like, I can enjoy a glass of wine and eat chips and dip and all this stuff. You can't do that when you're just watching Housewives. Like, you're an alcoholic if you do that. Whoops. <laughs> I, no, I made it like 1 p.m. Like at 1 p.m. Like when football's on, everyone's it's doing acceptable. it. It's acceptable. You can't do that on a regular Sunday unless we're brunching. Yeah. So I guess that's it. We're just going to brunch and watch Housewives all the time. It's fully acceptable. So thank you guys so, so much for joining us. Thank you. Super much appreciated. So let's say bye-bye to the Facebook. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Guys. And goodbye to our podcast listeners. Love to love. Bye.